Hey guys, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Hey, this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. How's it going? Oh man, it's the last of the last of the I last know. of the last. <laughs> and I'm going to be cheersing you at the end of this episode. Ooh, to celebrate. Yes. <laughs> Part two of Henry Lewis Wallace today. So I know. if you haven't listened, go back. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to miss because it was crazy and you might get confused. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you need to know. Um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to tell you I had a friend send me the other day where the word podcast came from. Hmm. Do you and, know? And this? I don't know. No, I don't know it, and it's kind of weird that it's something that I've never just randomly looked up because you know, like, why wouldn't you? look that up like where that word specifically came from like why is this called a podcast yeah so it was actually just invented in february of 20 2004 oh yeah and it's a combination of the words ipod and broadcast shut up yeah so it's called podcast so it's really apple specific yeah right so there's actually been over the years people who have tried to change the name because they felt like it shouldn't be so Apple specific. Is that why iPod? Is that why Apple Podcast is pretty much the only place you can rate and review? Because there's like no other forum that you can. Everybody's always like, "How do I rate and review?" Well, you have to do it on Apple Podcasts. Right. Well, iTunes, but yeah. Um, I mean, because well, anybody yeah. can have an iTunes account. Yeah. You don't have to have an iPhone or whatever to have that. But um, yeah, I don't know. They definitely are who coined it. Wow. Interesting. So that is interesting, go. actually. It is. And yeah. broadcasting, too. So it was actually meant originally to be like a news information forum. Right. Huh. Hmm. And iPods are clearly things that you just listen to stuff on, you know, like not an right. iPhone. You know, like, yeah. Huh. Interesting. I've had several of them. I know, they, and they're pretty much non-existent now, right? I mean, I'm sure there's some of them out there, but... I would say that's true, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe kids still get them, you know, because they don't have phones. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not hip. Not hip to that. I just have a podcast. I don't know things about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the word came from. <laughs> just found out today. <laughs> All right. So, now that we know what we're talking about and why, podcaster... Mm. Podcaster, broadcaster, um, turn up your iPods because I'm going to tell you the rest of the story about Bad Henry. <laughs> I really hope somebody is listening right to us on an iPod. <laughs> I know. If you are, could you please send us a selfie? Yes. Yes, please. We have to see you. Okay. So yesterday when I left you, we were six victims in. Mm-hmm. to the Taco Bell Strangler, and he was all over the place with his ways of murder. So we have four unsolved murder. We have unsolved murders. We have Sharon Nance, Shauna Hawk, Audrey Spain, and Michelle Stinson. We have one person who is just missing, up and vanished, Caroline Love, and then we have one who is actually not ruled a homicide. It is an accidental death, and that's Vanessa Jumper. And all of these span May 1992 to September 1993. Okay. So now, so he's all done 
1993. September. He stops. He jumps right into 1994. And I saw mentioned in one place that Henry actually, in October of 1993, had a son. Oh. So I could not find very much information about this, and so I was really hesitant to bring it up. But I do think that it's interesting because I think it can account for that break mm-hmm. in 1993 because he was like real hot and heavy, just one after the other after mm-hmm. the other, just a you know a month or two months apart. So, but I don't know. That's an unconfirmed piece of information for you. Okay. So I do know that on February 4th of 1994, he was arrested for shoplifting. Oh, interesting. So they make no connection at the time to him and any murders that are going on in the Charlotte area. But I just want you to remember that because it does become important later. So they do not, like I said, suspect a serial killer. I had told you about how the population and the crime in Charlotte was super bad and, you know, They had thought that all of these murders, the unsolved murders, the missing girls, that these were just drug-related incidents. Mm. So this is where things get real, real. Sweet. (laughs) Okay. So February 20th of 1994, police are called to the apartment of 25-year-old Vanessa Mack. Vanessa worked at a local hospital in the Charlotte area, not Taco Bell. I was I was waiting. Was it going to be Taco Bell again? No. She was the mother of two daughters. But Vanessa's sister worked at Taco Bell. Oh, gosh. Henry. So her oldest daughter was away. And her mother was going over to Vanessa's house to pick up the youngest daughter, who was a baby. Baby, mm. baby. So she goes into the house. The door is like open, kind of ajar, which is really strange. And the baby is actually alone on the couch. Mm. So she finds Vanessa in the bedroom on her bed, fully clothed, dead. Mm. She had been strangled with two towels that are still around her neck. So she has two ligature marks. Mm -hmm. And they had also found that she she'd been robbed so her purse is all open and strung all over the place there's you know like somebody went through her house they found that someone had taken her bank card Mm. so they start looking into activity on her bank card and they actually found that it had been used at an atm well, they tried to use it. Somebody tried to use it at ATM, but did not have the pin or didn't have the correct pin. Do they have they cameras at ATMs at this point? Had a camera. <laughs> so they got a picture, but it was a really, really blurry picture. So they could not make like an ID from this picture. However, they were able to tell that it was an African-American man who had in his left ear a silver earring with a a cross dangling from the earring. Mm. I will post a picture of this, okay? So later in his confession, Henry says that he went over to her house to hang out with her and did what he does, chokes her, rapes her, strangles her, 
robs her and waits until the baby falls back asleep. Oh, that's good. Because he didn't want to leave the baby awake and leaves with money and whatever to pawn and buy drugs. But, you know, uses her ATM card Mm. unsuccessfully. Okay. So, again, there's growing violence in this small population in this tiny area in Charlotte. And they now have a picture of a possible suspect. So they're not able to make an ID again. But the other weird thing with this, her particular case is that um, he's getting messier, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like now robbing her. She had a, a child in the home. So that's, I mean, you know, the the one previous to that also had the two boys in his home. So it's almost like he literally is like losing his give a craps. Mm-hmm. And so he is just going to do what he needs to do and kill who he needs to kill. And he doesn't care. And he'll take what he wants. And he's getting real, real messy and brazen about it. So things are starting to ramp up here. Does he still, do you know, have this girlfriend? You know, During those- this time... I know they had broken up at this point. Okay. I don't know. It was just randomly. I was thinking about that. Yeah. They had broken up at this point. I believe. Okay. There's not like a real strict timeline, but later when she gives interviews, they were not together. And that's very soon after this happens. So I, I don't think so. Um, so here we go now with what the Charlotte police call a spree where Bad Henry will go to go on to commit three murders in 48 hours, mm. all within one and a half miles of each other. Oh, my goodness. So we'll get into that madness right after this break. And now we're back to the spree. Okay, so, because I just spilled my glass, so I'm ready to just... <laughs> snuggle in for the rest. <laughs> snuggle. snuggle right up. So this brings us to March 8th of 1994. Henry goes to his friend's apartment at the Lake Apartments in East Charlotte. And he hangs out. Hangs out with his friend. For a little bit, his friend, his friend's girlfriend, and their baby. Then he leaves. When he leaves, he goes down to the hall to another apartment of a 24-year-old girl, woman, named Betty Balkum. Betty works or used to work with Sadie, which was Henry's girlfriend, old girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So he actually goes in saying that he needs to make a phone call. And Betty knew him because she worked at the Bojangles. Where he used to work. It was also where Caroline Love worked. Mm-hmm. Remember but the he one knew who that this thing? chick lived there. Yes. She was yes. So they lived in the apartments and his okay. friend also lived down the hall. So he left, hung out with his friend, left. Okay, I'm going to go hang out with Betty. Except he puts her in a chokehold. He asks her for the alarm code and the safe combination at Bojangles. Because he thinks that she would have that and he wants to go rob Bojangles, but she doesn't. So he rapes her, strangles her, kills her, robs her. 
he stole a bunch of stuff from her house, like a bunch, including her television. Oh, wow. What? Nobody saw him walking out with a TV? (laughs) Right? Okay. And a bunch of stuff. And he puts them in her car. And takes it and pawns it. All the stuff. And then buys drugs. He then comes back to her apartment and does the drugs. Oh. Wipes her apartment clean. And then heads back to the apartment of his friend. Right down the hall. He knocks on the door. And 18-year-old Brandy Henderson, his friend's girlfriend, answers. And he says, hey, where's my buddy? She said, well, he's not here. He's at work. So he's like, okay, well, I need to come in. I need to leave something for him. So she's on the phone. She was talking to her cousin. She goes back to the phone. She's like, okay, I got to go. One of um, my boyfriend's friends is here, and he needs something, so I got to go. So she hangs up the phone. So she lets him in. He comes in. He chokes her. He rapes her. Strangles her with... Two towels while she is holding her 10-month-old son. <gasps> Stop. Nope. This is true. That's disgusting. Not that anything else he hasn't done, he's done isn't disgusting, but that's gross. Oh, we're just like. He claims that he actually originally had gone to the lake apartments for Brandy. But when he got there, his friend was there. Mm. So he hangs out with them. His friend's like, well, I got to go to work in a little bit. So he's like, okay, well, let me just go kill this other girl that I know lives up the hall. And I'll just come back here when I know he's at work. What? Mm -hmm. So the baby, after he kills Brandy, apparently would not stop crying. So he panics and strangles the baby as well. Oh, my gosh. So the boyfriend, and then he flees, he leaves, he robs her, goes and pawns the things, buys drugs, also in Betty's car. And the boyfriend comes home, and he finds Brandy in bed, dead, and his son is still alive, but like near death. Oh, my gosh. The baby does not die. Okay, thank you. Thank you. The baby goes to the hospital, and they are able to save the baby, and he does not die, and he's okay. So he lives. But like what a sicko. Mm-hmm. Makes me so mad. Okay. So then he's still driving around in Betty's car. Henry. Bad Henry. Still driving around in Betty's car. And, you know, doing whatever. Pawning stuff. Buying drugs. Like living his best life, apparently. And, you know, the area. So they bring Brandy's boyfriend in for questioning. Obviously, he's like the first suspect because mm-hmm. that's just the way things go. He is beside himself, like hysterical. His son is in the hospital. He's just found his girlfriend dead. He has no clue what's going on. And they're like, well, who? they have no forced entry. So they're like, who would, have, who would she have let in the house? He's like, literally nobody. She would not let anybody in the house. She is not that type of person. She's really, really careful. Like she's a good girl. So they're like, okay, well, is there anybody that you feel like she would feel comfortable enough letting in the house? So he rattles off three people. One is her cousin. One is their friend, Elijah. And the third is our friend, 
Henry Wallace. Oh, wow. So Lookie, who's finally on the stinking radar. Mm -hmm. So they start looking into all of these people. They look into the cousin. They look into this Elijah guy. And they're looking into Henry. While they're looking into them, they get the call that Betty has been found. Because remember, this is all in the same night. This is just in the span Mm -hmm. of a couple hours. So they go to Betty's house, and it is very clear that both of these women have been killed in the exact same way. They Mm -hmm. both have double ligature marks. They both have two towels. They both were in their bed. They both were clothed. They had both been sexually assaulted, like no forced entry. So they know we have a serial killer, finally. Mm -hmm. So they set out send out bulletins and they're like warning people do not be alone do not open your doors even if you know them like just lock your door and stay they send like 60 police officers to the lake apartments because both of these women have been found in the lake apartments and they are like they're on a manhunt at this point right so then they find as they're looking into henry They find a mugshot from February of 1994, which is just a month before, because remember, he was arrested on a shoplifting charge. Mm -hmm. In the mugshot, guess what they see in his left ear? (gasps) Oh, the dangling cross earring. dangling cross (laughs) earring that is the same earring that they saw in the ATM photo while someone was using Vanessa Mack's ATM card. Mm -hmm. So they're like... Oh, we need to find Henry Wallace. Mm-hmm. They then find Betty's car, which is parked across the street from Lake Apartments. Okay, so he's driving this thing around. They're on a manhunt looking for a serial killer, and he parks across the street. <laughs> he's literally right there watching them. Mm. So... They start to process the car, and they find that the car has been wiped down. They check the steering wheel. They check the gear shift. They check the mirrors. They check inside the car. They check outside the car. They are finding nothing, no trace of evidence, no fingerprints, no DNA whatsoever, no hairs, no fibers, except on the trunk. Oh, They find a palm print on the place where you open and close the trunklet because, you know, TVs are heavy. Mm -hmm. So he got to use his hand to push that trunk down or whatever while he's pawning all this stuff. So they run the print and they find that it is a match to Henry Wallace's from his shoplifting charge back in February of 1994. Boom. So he becomes the prime suspect. They also know, I mean, he becomes the prime suspect in Brandy's murder in Betty's murder, because they were right there together, killed the exact same way. And then also they know he was involved in Vanessa Mack's murder because he had her ATM card. Right. So they are looking for him everywhere. They are calling his friends. They are calling his family. They tracked down his old girlfriend, Sadie, which they had broken up. Sadie actually says that she doesn't know where he is, that she hasn't seen him, but... She does say, they tell her, they're like, we think that he is a serial killer. We think that he is killing women in and around the East Charlotte area. And she says that over the last few months that they were together, he had actually been giving her gifts. And she is now putting together that some of these gifts may have been jewelry and goods that he has stolen from his victims. 
Oh my gosh. Some of these people were her friends. Right. Yeah. Like she worked with them. They were her roommate. So like she's connected to these people as well. Oh my gosh. We're not done yet. I, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> While they are looking for Henry, they get called to the apartment of 35-year-old Deborah Slaughter. Deborah worked at Bojangles with Betty Balcom and Caroline Love. Mm. Betty was a mom to an 18-year-old son who had just recently actually moved out of her apartment. And her apartment was located one mile from Lake Apartments. Okay. Deborah was found strangled with two towels. She had been raped and she had been stabbed 38 times. Oh, gosh. The most violent of all of the murders. She was also robbed. Her apartment was ransacked. So he walked there. He went to Lake Apartments, killed two women, and then walked to Deborah's apartment. Again, no forced entry. He later says in his confession that while he was attacking her, she said to him, you're the one that's killing all these girls, aren't you? So, like, she knew. He left, pawned all of the stuff that he stole from her, got drugs, came back to her apartment because everybody's looking for him, so he needs somewhere to go, did the drugs, cleaned up, and then fled. All while there is a manhunt going on looking for him. You think the first place that they would go would be the other employees of all of these restaurants. <laughs> I mean, but this is so new to them. Like yeah, they just yeah. are finding him. They, you know, are just piecing together how he knew Brandy and Betty and Vanessa. Yeah. So like, and this, I mean, this is within hours of all of that happening. So like. Do you think he's like aware he's a about to get caught and that's why it got more violent like that's why he really went off on well he definitely knew that there was a manhunt because he was watching them when he was dropping the car off from across Mm -hmm. the street like there were 60 cops there yeah I mean he knew Mm -hmm. so finally and I don't know who called this tip in but somebody called a tip in that he was hiding out at a friend's house which was located a half mile from Deborah's apartment so the police like swarm into this apartment he was hiding in the bathroom i just oh, love that fact i'm like let's get in the bathtub and close the curtain and nobody will know you're there i am telling you <laughs> so he was arrested on march 13th 1994 he was 29 mm. 29 years holy old holy cow he did all of this oh wow yeah so he was brought in on the suspicion of you know these murders Four murders. He was brought in on the suspicion of um, Betty's, Brandy's, Deborah Slaughter, and then Vanessa Mack, whose ATM card he used. So the three that happened in the 48 hours and then also the Vanessa Mack case. But when he comes in, he starts singing like a freaking bird. Mm. Singing like a bird, like we know them to do. So that's how we know all of these details from all of these cases is because he tells them. I mean, whether they're true or not. You know, whatever. But these are certainly details that only a killer would know. So this confession, basically, he, you know, it's 12 hours long. (laughs) 12 hours they have him in this room. And how it starts out is he, he asked for a piece of paper. And he says, I can't tell you 
this. I need a piece of paper. So they give him a piece of paper and he writes down nine victims' names. He writes down Caroline Love, Shauna Hawk, Audrey Spain, Valencia Jumper, Michelle Stinson, Betty Balkum, Brandy Henderson, Vanessa Mack, and Deborah Slaughter. So aside from these four, they have absolutely no idea that he is connected to any of these other murders. One of them wasn't even listed as a murder. Mm, right, right, yeah. Valencia Jumper was accidental because she was in a fire, and Caroline Love, they had never found any remains. They didn't even know she was dead. They just knew she was gone. So the Charlotte Police Department's minds are blown. Blown. So for the next 12 hours, he goes into great detail confessing all of these murders. He takes them to Caroline Love's remains. And they do find them. They're skeletal remains, but he takes them right to her. Mm. And he then admits to the murders of Sharon Nance, who is that very first one in Charlotte, the one that was found beaten. He didn't write her name down, but later confessed to her murder. Again, they have absolutely no idea that he is connected to that murder. He also confesses to a murder from the early 1990s, which took place in Barnwell, South Carolina. That's his hometown. Mm-hmm. He confessed to killing 18-year-old Tashonda Bethia, who was also strangled, and her case had been cold all of these years, and she was discovered, like, her body had been just dumped by, like, railroad tracks, and she was discovered. So this brings his murder, confessed murder count, to 11 Oh, my goodness. 11 murders in, like, basically less than, like, two years. <laughs> and he has, like, no compassion, no remorse whatsoever. He's just like, look, this is what I did. Like, you caught me. I'll tell you everything. So, as you can imagine, the public at this point now that they know that there's been a serial killer, they they know that he's been connected to 10 East Charlotte murders the public is outraged, right? Right. Because Mm -hmm. these women, they feel like, and this is where um, Shauna Hawk's mom, she does press conferences. Like she speaks out in defense of these women and is basically like, our girls were overlooked Mm -hmm. because y'all are busy. Y'all are doing this. Y'all are doing whatever, trying to deal with the the drug thing and you know we know you're overwhelmed but like this they're lower income they're african-american women like they you overlooked them you didn't Mm -hmm. investigate these murders you didn't even have one as a murder right that was not thoroughly investigated you're not connecting pieces all of these girls were in his inner circle he was really messy about this he picked girls that knew him there was no forced entry in any of these cases like they trusted him. They let him in. He went to their funerals, mm-hmm. like outraged and still to this day are outraged. So over the next two years, his trial was delayed for a bunch of various reasons. One of the big one was because of the DNA evidence, because they had, again, they had done rape kits on some of these girls over the 22 months that this was going on, but they had such a backlog mm. that they weren't processed. So had they processed them, they would have got him because he was in the system. Right. And well, they would have seen like 
that there was a connection too with all of them. Right. So his trial began in September of 1996. The defense argued that he suffered from substance abuse and addiction and mental illness. They claimed that this shouldn't be first degree murder because his murders were not deliberate or premeditated. Because like he didn't take a murder weapon. He used what was there and then he had just gone to rob them to have money for drugs. Okay, whatever. Okay, well, in January of 1997, he was found guilty of nine counts of first-degree murder and eight counts of rape. He was never tried for the murders of Sharon Nance, which is that first Charlotte victim, or Tashonda Bethia, the South Carolina one, just due to lack of evidence. Like, they didn't feel like that they could produce Mm. enough evidence to where they could actually get him convicted. And they had so many victims they knew they could get him convicted on that they, I mean, it's so sad because it doesn't get justice for their families. I don't feel like their names need to be on that list Mm -hmm. that he was, you know, convicted of their murder. But either way, he was sentenced to nine death sentences, 10 life sentences, and 32 years in prison. Because of okay. various other charges like robbery and so forth and so on. So, so he no will die in prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's currently on death row at Central Prison in Raleigh. Oh. I know. Well, go visit him. Go pay him a visit. Take him a Mexican pizza. And is uh, 54 years old. He's filed appeals for various reasons. He claims that his confession was coerced. Um, And that during his arrest and confession that his constitutional rights were violated. I'm assuming that's because there was no attorney present. Yeah. But I don't know that for sure. Um, Real interesting. On June 5th of 1998, he married a former prison nurse who was like considerably older than him. She's like 30 years older. Her name is Rebecca. And they got married in a like room Directly beside the execution chamber. Oh, gosh. Where he will be executed, hopefully, in a timely fashion. When he was asked why he confessed, he said, I wanted to tell the story for a long time. If I wouldn't have told you, if I wouldn't have stopped, the killing would have continued, and probably I would have killed myself as well. (laughs) That kind of makes me laugh a little bit because he says... If I wouldn't have told you, if I wouldn't have stopped, the killing would have continued. Well, duh. Yeah, Yeah. things typically do continue when you don't stop, but (laughs) okay, bad Henry. Um, And I actually looked this up because I thought it was interesting because I wanted to see like what the likelihood of him being executed in North Carolina would actually be. Mm -hmm. And our last execution in North Carolina was in 2006. So. Oh. Yeah, it's been a good bit. A good bit, right? And how but many if there's anyone are- to do, if there's anyone to execute, no kidding. I vote Bad Henry. I vote him too. Gosh, that was sick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he just he just kept on going, and then the baby, the baby's what got me. I mean, mm-hmm. all of our and guys have killed a bunch of last- people, but. I know that was in the last 48 hours too. So like he was really, yeah. Again, it's like what they call a spree, right? Which it was, I mean, he killed three women in two days basically. Yeah. 
Oof. Oh, oh my gosh. What a one to freaking end on. Jeez. No. But you know what? That's a wrap. It's over. <laughs> Serial killer September is over. September. <laughs> oh, yep. wow. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to sleep after that one. It's real I'm going to have to finish this bottle of wine. Oh. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> the only reason why. The reason I think that might have happened anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. yeah. So there you go. That's it. I'm done. Well, that is that was a very interesting one. Huh? There is a docu-series that uh, Investigative Discovery does on him. Investigative it's Discovery, a, man. No, They're all Just saying there. that. Like, yeah. yeah. They do leave quite a bit uh, out in the documentary, I think, for the sake of just, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of information here and he has so many victims. And I do feel like they um, skim over some stuff that I think is kind of important. But Shauna Hawk's mother... The one who um, started the organization um, for the families of murdered victims. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'll tell you what it's called. Um, Mothers of Murdered Offspring that's in the Charlotte area. She talks a lot on that documentary, and I just really love her. I think that she is just a great advocate for these families and other families. I mean, she's they're still doing great work, and um, they interview her quite a bit. And so... Mm-hmm. She had me bawling, crying at my counter. Mm. What's that when one I was watching it? The documentary. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's called Bad Henry. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Investigated discovery, Bad Henry, and it was in July of um, 2018 yeah, when okay. it came out. So, right. I'm gonna look that one up. Yeah, I'm interested to see that. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for telling us that story. Yeah, welcome. Bedtime story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh you know i we we do all these stories and i think that we're crazy for looking into them but there's a whole bunch of y'all out there that are crazy and listening to it so i guess there's (laughs) cheers to you yeah cheers to all of you um and as always gosh thanks for listening thanks for sticking with us through serial killer september things will get back to normal next (laughs) week we will be back to our normal format of... October is my favorite month ever. Well, it's because it's your birthday month. It is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's always a good month, October. And, and Halloween. It's fallish. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Fallish. <laughs> fallish. Well, in some places it's not, but... Um, anyway... But yes, I am glad to get back to our normal format. So send us some suggestions because I think our brains are fried enough that we might not even know who to even delve into at this point. So, mm-hmm. and we have some special stuff coming up. We are going to do a, well, it's planned to do an episode with another podcast. So yeah. more information will Collab. Yes, come out on that um, as we plan it more. But also guys, uh, this is episode 30. And as we said yesterday... We are going to do a giveaway, and we have decided to give away a coffee mug. I'm sure y'all know. Let me tell you, these are good coffee mugs. Uh, I use mine almost every day. It's my favorite one, too. Yes. It's so big. It's got crimes and closets on it. On the other side, it says, the world is crazy. People suck. Hide in your closets. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten so many requests for them. 
We're trying to figure out how to sell these guys, but for now, we are going to give one away. So you will have to go onto our Instagram tomorrow. Or Facebook. Yes, Instagram and Facebook tomorrow, which is the 30th. 30th. September 30th. Check out how you can enter to win this mug. Yeah, it'll be super simple. Yeah. Um, so come on, get ready, guys. You've got to have our Instagram and our Facebook to do it. Anyway, um, so get on there, like us, subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, tell all of your friends, tell your friends to tell friends, even if they don't know us. Just spread the word. Yes. We are loving the traction we're getting right now. So help us out and rate us if you'd like on apparently iTunes because podcast <laughs> comes from Apple. <laughs> so give us a rating, a review. We love to see the reviews because we don't mind, you know, if you give us five, four, three, two, one stars, whatever, but give us a reason. Let us know why you're rating us that because it will help us get better. It will help us maintain what we're doing if that's what you like, whatever. So Anyways, rate us, review us, email us, crimesandclosets.gmail.com, and check out our website, crimesandclosets.com. And as always, don't forget, the world is scary, people suck, hide in your closets. Bye.